This is episode 41 of The Chick in Charge with CEO of All-in-One Security, Mary Parker. Morgan Wider once struggled with style. The Georgetown economics grad spent years in corporate America and realized that she had been hiding behind her clothes rather than learning how style could flatter her figure. She discovered that the better she dressed, the more her confidence grew. She created her company, Wider Style, to help women show their personal style and boost their self-esteem, tailoring wardrobes specifically for each individual. And you know Mary is also an expert on style, so get ready for a great conversation with lots of style tips. Welcome to the Chicken Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Hello, this is Mary Parker, CEO of All-in-One Security and the host of the Chick in Charge podcast, along with Sarah Smith of Solution Rose. And we are having a wonderful time here today. And thanks, Port, for being here with us. Okay, ladies, get your pen, get your paper, because we are going to talk style and fashion today. Unlike you're (laughs) expecting, we're going to have a ball because we have with us Miss Morgan Wider of Wider Style Incorporated. Hi, Hi, Morgan. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited to see you. And just before we get started, I have to let everyone know that she is dressed to kill today. Like you. Absolutely (laughs) fabulous. I told her I couldn't wait for her to get here because I wanted to see what and she's wearing. And all three wearing. of us have blue on. Look at that. We are in alignment. Yes, we are. So, Morgan, I there's not a lot I'm going to say about this. But I want you to tell our audience um, about what you do because this show is really designed for the improvement, the empowerment of women and especially women entrepreneurs and professionals. So make sure you hit those points. I'm giving it to you right now. Go with it. I love helping women. I wanted to be a stylist just thinking it was about shopping because I love to be in the store. I was a corporate merchant. I knew all about product. But then I realized it was deeper than that, that a lot of women needed to know how to dress for success. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. We're not often taught how to dress for our body types, how to dress for the appropriate work environment, how to look confident in clothes, and how to accept our bodies and love our bodies. And a lot of that is comes from when you find the right pair of jeans or you find a great blazer, you look at yourself differently, you yeah. walk taller, you command attention, you command respect, and then business gets better. And you have that aha moment. It's like, ah. Yes, I, I, had, like I had a lot of aha moments. Um, People often say that your clients are you, and I had to be my own client. I had to go through my own journey of accepting myself and being comfortable being visible and being comfortable getting attention. And I oftentimes hid behind really baggy sweaters or really bad clothes, and then I realized that my image impacts my success. Right. Yeah. Love that. That is wonderful. Um, <laughs> and we were talking earlier. I, m- many of you that's listening probably, especially if you're from the Atlanta market, Um, have seen that I've lost quite a bit of weight. And what would you say to the woman who loses a a very noticeable amount of weight and the clothes she used to wear? 
two things. First, you have to get used to seeing yourself at that new weight. So you have to accept that you look a different shape and that you then can now be wearing clothes that are fitted. A lot of times women who lose a lot of weight still wear big and baggy clothes because right. that's their, that's their, their go-to, clothes. their old clothes. Get rid of those for the most part, unless it's some really great things that you can get taken in and altered. So if you've lost a dramatic amount of weight, maybe not so much, but if you lost 10 to 15 pounds, those things can be altered, but you really want to show off the work that you've accomplished. Right. Feel good getting that attention and your shape. And even if you aren't that happy with where your weight is right now, don't hide. Do not hide behind the big clothes. Do not hide because that makes you look bigger. Cherish your body and command that it deserves attention. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say to people as well, I like to feel the clothes that I'm wearing. So how important is a waistband on a pair of slacks or a skirt as, a, as opposed to an elastic, an elastic waistband? You're never supposed to lose your waist. Whenever you're getting dressed, you always want to find a way to highlight your waist. If you have weight in the tummy, an elastic waistband is good if it's a little, you know, if, you, if your weight is there. But you want to make sure that it fits you well. It can't be too big. It cannot be too baggy. If you are um, other types of shapes, make sure that you do have a waistband that fits you at the right place and can be super flattering to create that hourglass shape that we all want to have. Oh, I'm yes. going to talk to you about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned earlier about dressing for success, dressing for confidence. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Dressing. Let's talk about that. And, and will you relate confidence in the colors that we wear and how that may or may not boost Absolutely. I think the biggest thing when it comes to dressing for confidence is knowing that you have to invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, whether it's your training, your development, and also your image, no one else is going to be willing to invest in you. So that's the first thing is that I have to invest in my image. When you're getting dressed in the morning, I found this fact mind-blowing that people are six times more influenced by the color that you wear than anything else. Oh, so interesting. So interesting. So like when you see that color, you're, people are immediately making assumptions about you they're like it's a vibe that they're getting from right. the color that you're wearing so really being strategic with what colors that you're wearing to command attention in the right way and then command the what you want them to know about you so there's certain assumptions that we make like pink is known as feminine and soft and friendly red is bold and aggressive sometimes those are great on their own it's for the right occasion and the right setting you want right. to be really strategic with the colors that you're wearing Wow, that is so, so very, it's very fascinating, important. right? Yeah, because, you know, you've got some girls that just really like color. Yes. And the point that you want us to take away here is that's fine. Just know when it's appropriate to wear those particular colors in various settings. Exactly. Okay, well, for women like myself, I love to wear red, and I know what it means. Right. So I don't <laughs> mind being bold and <laughs> courageous. And there are lots of others out there that way as well. Right. I'm in the security profession, male-dominated industry. Right. Seldom will you see me wearing the dark suits and mm -hmm. so forth. I particularly care to wear suits. I like to wear dresses going into male-dominated meetings. And, um, and so that may be a tip that we want to talk about, especially not just security, but you know, with the clients you have, how, if there is any difference between dressing for success as a construction worker mm. or a construction entrepreneur versus someone who is uh, conduct business coaching? It's all about knowing the setting and it's all about knowing the environment, and it's also about being comfortable. So if you are on a construction site in stilettos, that's not appropriate. You look 
out of place. Clumsy. You look clumsy. You're yeah. not. You're 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 stumbling on gravel. That's not attractive. What you about don't if feel it's a confident. meeting? If it's a meeting, wear what makes you feel good. I think a lot of women get caught up in the rules and what they think they need to wear. Oftentimes, lawyers or women who think they need to be conservative go rely on like the black suit. If that's not you, or if that's not flattering to you, you're not going to feel good in it. So when you feel best and appropriate, then you can command the confidence. So in a male dominant industry, a lot of women think they need to wear the bulky suits, the black, the kind of dress Dark. and yeah, mirror what they're seeing. But as you mentioned in your book, men want to see your qualities yes. as a woman. So let your wardrobe mirror that in that a lot of ways. The that authenticity. Self. Bring your whole self. And yes. that means bringing your whole self to your wardrobe. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Going off script for a moment. I went to your website. Which is so cute. It is Thank the you. cute. It it's was so cute. cute. I have not gotten that gold top out of my mind. It is right. absolutely fabulous. Thank you. And so I would wear that. Yeah, it was could. absolutely gorgeous, ladies. So go to I have a picture of you it. You have right a picture. There. That's <laughs> it. I can I can see myself wearing that anywhere. Yeah. Do you know where that's no, from? It's really pretty. Banana Republic on Love. the clearance rack. Love. And it was a great right? silk. It was a silk um, fabric. The and fabric like, is good. amazing. Love. Love yes. with destroyed denim. Denim yes. jeans. And then you can see girl. it in the left in her closet that she has my favorite. What? The Leopard. I love and I have yes. to tell you, yes, yes. <laughs> I have the leopard shoes on today, Mary. Wow, and those are my favorites. Oh, those are the favorites, Sarah. Leopard and snakeskin are my favorites. Yep. I tell women that you need to own one or other or the both <laughs> because they're neutral. Right. Brown, tan, black. Three neutrals yeah. together equals a neutral. So you right. can wear that with everything. Like you're wearing that with that printed top and yep. it's a neutral. Mix it with everything. Wow. It's a statement piece. Oh, yes. That that really is. And I've got to do better at getting those statement pieces because my what? friends tease me and say, you're always oh so matchy-matchy. What are, are you? She looks so amazing. So um, I, it's so funny you say that because a lot of my clients who are in logistics or security, they're very much regimented of this right. top goes with this item. And it's very right. a lot of... One plus two equals three. Give yourself some freedom. Mix things up in unexpected ways. A lot. I tell a lot of clients that anyone can wear two pieces together that are coming off of a mannequin, but show your own style when you mix it up. And you also get more mileage out of your clothes when you're mixing things and you're wearing new outfits that you're not going to normally be wearing. Um, it really is about unconventional color pairings. I love doing that. Yep. That's something that's really fun, like red and orange together or red and pink together. kind of softens love the boldness of red. So do I. Mix love. those things up. When you buy things with the outfit only in mind, you're spending more money oftentimes because you're buying like an outfit for the day and then you're not going to wear that outfit again. But if you right. buy really great separates, you can mix and match a lot more. Oh, lessons, yes. lessons, lessons. I love lessons. coming I to clients' home. I have a question because yes. I love this topic. <laughs> I went to buy some, you know, look for some stuff for my house okay. at a really cool, um, like, vintage antique place. And I found these shirts that were vintage, and mm. they were in beautiful condition, and they were from the 70s um, with the big collars. Oh. And I found an Hermes shirt <gasps> that I know... <gasps> Okay, that was in perfect condition, 30 bucks. Orange and navy blue silk. Gorgeous. Oh my. I went to buy it, and the woman behind the counter had this like super boring haircut, 
And she was like, oh, are you going to be using this for a Halloween costume? And I said, a silk Hermes shirt <laughs> for a Halloween costume? Are you crazy? And she said, you're not going to wear this for work, are yes, you? Yes, you are. You should have worn it today. And I was hell like, yeah. hell yes, with some leopard shoes. And then she was like, oh. And I have found that the more stylish women, mm-hmm. right, if you're more stylish, like Mary is, and you, oh, thank you, sometimes they get flack from other women who are like, how dare you be so audacious or how dare you be so confident it's almost like it's a jealousy thing it's a projection it's a projection okay okay i wanted to ask about that because i was just i was thinking about you i was thinking about buying color getting more color because i've been trying to Mm -hmm. lose weight and um and you're looking fabulous you're so sweet thank you you so much mary i thank you too mary's been watching me try to shrink for months (laughs) (laughs) but um when I was heavier, I wore more darker clothes, uh-huh. you know, baggy, dark. Yeah. Ah, which is a great segue because that's one of the things you want to talk about. You mm-hmm. want to talk about the myths, the color myths, the color and there were three myths. big ones. There you are. want to go ahead and address yeah, love. those? That first you one. You mentioned the first one, Yep, the first yep. The first it's true. It's true. People think black is slummy. Right. Black, something being black does not give an excuse to not fit properly. Right. Fit is first. Fit is everything. A great pair of cobalt pants that fit you perfectly are far more flattering. That's than a, a blue pair of, color. It's people. a blue. Sorry, it's a blue. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't cobalt. <laughs> it's a blue. Um, those are going to fit or be far more flattering than the pair of black slacks that show, like, give you, like, the diaper butt that are too baggy. Yeah. Or show your panty line that are too tight. Yeah. Color is very, very flattering when it fits. Everything has to fit. Black is not an excuse for a bad fit. That's the first myth. Okay. Yes. Okay. The next one is that oftentimes people think that black is professional. If you work in a conservative environment or if you work in all male dominated, that black is conservative, is professional. Right. Ironically, the color psychology of black is that it means that you're hiding things that you're unapproachable, that there's literally like a wall between you and whoever you're meeting. For most corporate environments, that's not what you want. Navy is a far better neutral what you're wearing today, Mary. It's, Love Navy. It's about collaboration. It's about credibility. It's about trust. Military wears Navy. They right. don't wear black. So that's something that really is, for me, I tell folks, wear a Navy suit to interview. Navy is a great neutral that's far more flattering than black is. So that's number two is that black is not the only professional thing in the world. Also, the silhouette makes something professional. So if you're wearing brown or a red suit, that's professional. Right. It's not black. It's professional still. It's the cut. It's the fabric. It's the make of those clothes. And then the last one I often hear is color draws too much attention. And that's actually true. That's what you want. As an Absolutely. entrepreneur, that's as an right. entrepreneur, Just take the two as out a, of there. You're right. You know, color draws attention. Color draws attention. And yeah. that is absolutely true. When you are networking, I tell clients to wear something bright, especially if you're shy, because someone's going to notice you. They're going to comment on your leopard shoes and they're going to initiate the conversation so you don't have to. So then now, oh, I like your shoes. Well, what do you do? I do this. So let's, let's meet and chat. Your right. clothes are literally doing the work for you when you wear something that stands out. So, in other words, Love you're that. saying that color can actually be the, a confident builder as well. Absolutely. And it's nothing wrong with being that chick in charge in the room right. that's wearing the bright red or orange and pink or orange and red, and everyone wants to know who yep. is that person. Yep. Amen. I wore a yellow dress to several interviews and always got an offer. 
it was something that, Hello. yeah, literally <laughs> yellow because it was, I'm here. I'm, you know, I show that I'm thinking outside of the box. I'm not going to tell me, tell you what you think you want me to say. It's Gail it's, King's favorite color. It's bright. It's bright. That. It's cheery. Yeah. So yes, yeah, stand out and own, own yourself. When you look so color. good in this picture in this you. yellow. Thanks. It's so flattering to you and your skin. Thank it's you. It's like so pretty. It absolutely does. And yeah. When I saw the picture, I went straight to my closet and realized that I do not have that color. What are colors to go do you have shopping? in your closet? The dominant colors in my closet are red, orange, Love uh, orange. aqua, um, royal blue, or, or periwinkle. Perfect. Those love. colors. Nice. Um, really bold colors. Fabulous. You know, orange is one of the most underutilized colors. I love orange. And a lot of women don't wear it. I it. wear it. That is the one color that's most popular yep. in my closet. Especially for women of color who have like a warmer undertone. It's really great for that. Um, and then you can't wear black back too because you look like Halloween. So it forces you to get out of that black hot habit. So I love orange. Love yes. orange and, too. And one other thing I'd like to add about wearing black, if you're going to wear black, then you really should add something, a very powerful Absolutely. color mm -hmm. of something, yes. jewelry, all of that will take away the the stigma yep. and the of harshness. it being, yeah, being boring and being too conservative. Yeah. I wear black, but not very much. Right. You know, it's so funny. I have an event this weekend and it's, I have to wear a little black dress. I don't have one. I, I seriously do not have. I just a want my. I, I asked my, my mom and I swapped clothes and I called her like, do you have something? She's like, I really don't either. Like the one that I have is covered in sequins because again, if I'm going to wear black, it's going to be fun. It's going to be bright. Yeah. So I'm going to go shopping for a little black dress, ironically. You know, mm -hmm. I think that the, like a, a column silhouette, like just a very classic long dress. Like I don't know. A lot of people don't like to go below the knee mm. with their dresses. Mm. You've done that, um, but I think that's so flattering. It and you're tall, your, Morgan. Tall. Yes. How tall yes. are you? I'm 5'10". Okay. I'm 5'10". So I, I envy like, every... You're three inches taller than me. Except I when envy you have to it. buy pants. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know what? I have longer legs. I always buy tall pants. I do too. Always. And tall skirts. But yep. where a skirt or pants hits you is very dependent on your body type. Gotcha. So I have a lot of hips, so I like my skirts to hit an inch or two below my knee because Love. it's kind of like a longer runway that yep. makes me look slimmer. Yep. If you have skinnier legs, you can absolutely wear something that is shorter and to show gotcha. off that longer calf. If you're petite, make sure that your um, skirts are hemmed above your knee because you want to show more legs so that you look taller. I love a high heel and a pencil skirt. That was, that's a hot look. That's fantastic. It's a, love never go that. Out of sale. Love that. This never. is great. I could just talk with you all. <laughs> Me day, too. I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about the book, The Chick in Charge. So if you will, if we'll just move into that a little bit. I'm always excited to talk about that story, if you can This imagine. book reads like a movie. Oh. <laughs> it literally <laughs> reads yeah. like it needs to be a it needs to be a screenplay. Well, let's go. There have been three people who've asked about that. Wow. So let's say movie in the making. Absolutely. Uh -huh. yes. Absolutely. I did have <laughs> one question for you when Only I was reading. Only one question. Well, one the first the first biggest <laughs> question. In the book, you talk about building relationships, but you also say that networking strategically is is important. As an extrovert, I love to be out and meeting people, but networking gets exhausting. So, how do you build relationships? but not always have to feel like you're out schmoozing and eating bad chicken dinners. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely that's did good. That's a far. really that good great. question. That's great. Uh, it, is a, it is a learned behavior. Okay. Networking is a learned behavior. 
And uh, because as you read in my book, The Chick in Charge, one of the things I did, I was an extrovert at being an extrovert. Sometimes I'm an introvert. But going out networking, I didn't have a strategy. So I like to encourage people to know why you're going, know what it is you want at the end, and is anyone there you need to see, and finally, who's there, and they need to see that you're there. Mm -hmm. Because you wanna keep repeating that visibility with the individuals you're interested in pursuing relationship, business opportunity, or whatever it is you have in mind there should be a strategy. So for me, I went from, as you know, here in Atlanta, we can go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a different client at a different location every day mm -hmm. of the week. Mm -hmm. I was trying to do that, Morgan. But I wasn't taking anything away other than someone's business card or a promise to reconnect with them. It's overwhelming. It's way, way too much. But when I decided that I need to manage my time better and have a purpose for attending those networking events. I then identified that I needed to be at an event for three reasons. Those were the reasons I mentioned a moment ago. Who needs to know that I'm there? Hmm. Who is the person or people that I'm looking for? And then focus my time at that event on getting to know those individuals better, finding out where they're going to be performing or speaking or training, or mm. is there a uh, business opportunity that we can talk about among ourselves? But when you're just going out there, your chances of following up and having a fruitful event is slim to none. Totally agree. Because our events are large events, mm -hmm. and if we don't know why or whom we're looking for as we get there, it gets lost in the shuffle. Right. The other point that I want to make about networking, networking and follow-ups should, each individual should have a timeline for getting back with those individuals. So I categorize my leads as warm. Well, first of all, it's a must. I must follow up with them within 12 hours. That is a very hot lead for whatever reason, personally, professionally, or even can be used as a strategy for growing my business. So that's a 12 hour, you're wow. gonna hear from me within 12 hours. The next one is a hot lead. That hot lead should be anywhere from 12, no more than 24 hours. Because whatever impression you made, you want it to remain. And when you call that person or send a note, immediately you wanna bring a smile of remembrance to their face. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we look for the with them. What's in it for me? And so if, if the relationship that you're looking to pursue, if there's nothing in it for you, then you'd better be able to answer the question, why am I still spending time over here? One example I'd like to share, there was a, a major company here in Atlanta. When I was president and CEO of my company, I spent nearly five years smooching and trying to get to this one client because I felt it was gonna make such a tremendous difference. After I didn't get any business, finally, I just said, you know what, I'm never gonna call on them again. So we must also know when to continue mm -hmm. and when to pull off. And I pulled off. When um, our new president came on, that was one of his objectives was to break into that company. And I said, good luck. <laughs> I'm not going to one meeting, I'm done with them. Well, after a year, he really thought he was getting somewhere. Seven years later, seven years later, we finally got 
a contract with that company. And I said, is the ink dry? Have we started the project? Because, you know, even with that, people will lead you to the well. Yeah. You think you're ready to drink. But if you have not followed that process of being focused, knowing exactly what it is you want, being able to analyze what you bring to the table. And I also like to say to people, I know I'm talking a little bit much here, but I'm on a roll and this, this is, is important. A lot of times people, when they're networking, their approach is, woe is me, I need work, and so forth and so on. Wrong. Spend that time you have with that individual talking about your value-added proposition. What is it that you bring to the table? What difference is it going to make that you're on the team if, you're, then if you weren't there? So you want, to, you want to keep the conversation geared on the client or prospective client, but you want to make sure they understand that you're so valuable to that situation that when you leave, guess what? You're going to get a return phone call or you're going to get an email. And that's how confident I want all of you listeners to be. And when you're going out networking, go after something and know that you're going to bring something back. I have so many follow-up questions to that. This was... This was exactly what I need to hear today. My first question is, you mentioned building relationships and having people see you often. So do you strategically pick like a few initiatives or I actually, this is a great story. I first saw you at a Atlanta Business League event, maybe like a year ago. It was at the gathering spot and I was just in awe because it's Miss Mary Parker. Hello. Actually, no, it was the first time I saw you was at last year's Super Tuesday. And it was at, I forgot what hotel it was. And then the second time I saw you was at the Land and Business League at the Gathering Spot early. I think it was about January, February. And then I saw you most recently at yes. ABL Super Tuesday. So do you pick organizations like the Land and Business League or certain that you then attend regularly and get to know people? Or are you kind of sporadically uh, doing different organizations? That is a great follow-up yep, question, really Morgan. Um, before, as I talked a moment ago, I went to everything. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know, though, is that I was building such a network because I'm always giving. I want to always have something to give wherever I go, be it a smile, words of encouragement, a copy of my book. It doesn't matter. I'm a giver, and I want you to receive a part of me. And so uh, as I continued, once I learned that I was the networking queen, <laughs> and we should all feel that way about ourselves, either the networking queen or king, I did. I began to look at what's in it for me. Atlanta Business League is very important to me. Why? Because when I moved to Atlanta, when I started my business, that was the first place that I began networking. Wow. And in doing so, I was exposed to leaders of most of the corporations. I was exposed to the municipalities. I was exposed to other business owners. And I was exposed to people who look like me. And would you also say that when we're networking within an environment of people that look like us, be it men, women, excuse me, be it women or my other minorities, that it also helps to boost our confidence? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you so, almost inherently know you belong. Yeah. Or that, that one thing that oftentimes in other areas could be a distraction isn't. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once you identify those uh, organizations that you want to participate, the other thing is how do you make sure they know who you are. So I encourage people to always check out the committees, see where you fit, and where you fit isn't always in your industry. Mm. 
It could be, I, I think I'm a, a pretty good communicator. So I would probably want to work somewhere in communications other than being responsible for securing an environment right. or advising them about their cybersecurity needs. Let me have some fun. I want to step away from that. And meet other people in different areas. And meet other people in different areas because now when you're joining committees, you're now exposed to members of major corporations or you know, people who've been around and have something that's in it for you as well. That makes so much so sense. So you want to go with the giving spirit of what it is you bring to the table, but you always want to keep yourself in mind. What will I gain from if being on this. on this particular Because time costs money. Yes, it does. Okay, my last question, and you also talk about this in the book, is your faith. And so with things like this seven-year contract, was there ever times when you thought that you were kind of going against God's will or your forcing and pushing and, and, and you know, making it Another great, great like question. Like, when do you know when to surrender and when to keep fighting? You know, it, it's all in being in tune with one's inner self. And that's so important. We talk about, you know, physically and emotionally and professionally, but seldom do we incorporate that spiritual being. It's everything. Of who is everything, it's everything. Everything, everything. And so, you know, there's a reason that God's word tell us to pray about everything, mm -hmm. right? And so that's one of the ways. People ask me often, well, Mary, how do you hear? Well, I listen. <laughs> I listen. And they go, well, does he speak audible? Well, it depends on whom he sends mm -hmm. to talk to me. Right. So you've got to understand where the message may come from, and it's going to be in different areas. It could be through song, it could be through scripture, or it could simply be through someone else encouraging you. Mm -hmm. um, and so that seven-year ordeal, I just put it, I did. I just said, okay, Lord, I've done everything I believe is possible. I just don't think these people are either ready or they're not ready to do business with me. Never, ever did I consider that a defeat or a loss. Mm -hmm. But I looked at the lessons. There were some great lessons in of there. Of course. The first know. being, if you, if you remember the timeline, we weren't ready. Right. So when I first started pursuing that client, we as a company weren't ready to be their partner. That mm -hmm. was number one. So those of you who are listening, you know, sometimes when... We experience delays in the things that we want. It's not a denial. We should be thankful that God gives us more time right. to perfect that opportunity so that once we get there, right. we deliver what they're expecting from us as well as what our end expectations are. Love that. And uh, so finally, the final spin that I want to put on that question about faith is I'm such a believer that I can pray, I meditate, I seek advisors and all of that. But if I don't get up off my knees and put some legs to that faith mm -hmm. and walk it out, the results are still going to be on the page right. of, of believing. Amen. Amen. So I hope that <laughs> yes, answer was that, sufficient that for you. Yes, that absolutely answers the question. Yes, yeah, thank you. yeah, but faith for, you know, and, and I want to encourage, faith is, is such a dominant um characteristic. You can't be an entrepreneur without you faith. You can absolutely My not whole be. spiritual journey started off as entrepreneurship in a lot of ways. You know, you have to have faith in that the universe or God is going to take care of you and that he always provides. Absolutely. If you are f fearful that you, you, can't, you can't function. No, you absolutely you can't function. It. And I like to share with people as well, 
that fear and faith cannot live in the same Absolutely. thing. It's either or. And I often talk about in a lot of my blogs and in my speaking that spirituality and style are related because how you think about yourself is how you dress yourself. And if you know who you are and whose you are, you won't let yourself not look sloppy. You know, I think a lot of women who, you know, they're, they're servants and they're busy taking care of their kids, their church, they're putting everyone else first. But that's not what God wants yeah, for you. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and God wants you to be a happy servant who looks like he's pr- like you're proud to serve. If you're looking a mess and ragging and run down, that's not it's not a good pilgrim. <laughs> you oh know, that's gosh. not a, so, not a good disciple. right there. I, I've got to tell you, do we have a couple more minutes here? Just about. OK, yeah. OK, because I've got to bring this point <laughs> in. You know, people are always taught, especially and we need to do a faith based. We need to do a faith based yes. entrepreneurial love it. Uh, podcast love it. because One of the things that I find is people are always, especially people walking, saying they're walking by faith, and this is by no means being judgmental of anyone, but I do. I listen to one's words and I look at what they're projecting Mm -hmm. in terms of what they're talking about and who, who it is they're serving. And I'm going, well, you know, the God that I read about and the God that I believe in He's a God of prosperity. He's a God of prosperity. <laughs> and they will say things like, well, that's greed. You know, money, the love of money is the root of all evil. It's the love of it. Mm-hmm. But you've got to understand that God said that he'd rather have his children to be happy and to prosper as our souls so prosper. Amen. And if we're seeking him and his leadership Seek for these the kingdom things, first. Absolutely. And we're going to be happy because his word, his spirit is inside of us. And we want people to believe in the God that we are trusting, then we need to look the role that we are trusting him ourselves. Amen. (laughs) Don't get me on that soapbox. Okay, I know that we took liberty to just really kind of go in this morning, but I was expecting that, Morgan. It's good, it's good. I was expecting that we were going in. This was great. (laughs) Me too. I'm going to bring you over, and I want you to make sure you tell our listening audience how they can reach you. They can. I think I found my new stylist. Yes. You can check out that yellow top on my website, which is <laughs> www.widerstyle.com. W-I-D-E-R-S-T-Y-L-E. It's like longer, bigger, and wider. No L. Love yes. it. Love it. I had to go back a couple of times to remove the L. <laughs> a lot so of people do wider. that. Yeah, thinking wider. My hashtag is style that goes beyond fashion. So this is more about who you are and your own personality versus the hottest trends. Wonderful. This was great. I enjoyed it. I hope that we have engaged you this afternoon. I hope that we have empowered you this afternoon. And I also hope that you will share with your friends and uh, your Facebook followers and, and everyone that you can that you also had fun today. And wear some color this week. And wear intentionally wear some color this week. Thank you so much for listening. We're enjoying you. Morgan, this was wonderful. You'll come back again. Absolutely. And when we come back together next time, I'll be wearing a very fresh new style created by none other than Morgan hey. Wider. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for being here. And I know love. we got carried away. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that. I love hearing about faith. Um, and I'm just going to say one thing really quickly. Um, the last couple of days, uh, I've been hearing faith, faith, faith it's from real. different places, and I'm like, I'm listening, and I loved what you guys just talked about. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, we're going to do that because, you know, 
and I'm really closing out, but we don't share (laughs) our faith enough with other people. And we have to start doing that. And it really helps people to hear these kinds of conversations. Sarah, maybe we should write a book or do a blog on um, Faith with Legs. Love. Faith with Legs. Get up from praying and put some legs on it and walk it out. I love it. So listening audience, we've got to go. I, I so enjoyed talking about fashion, talking about faith. And just watching young people just really aspire and, and, and believing in themselves. And you definitely have the confidence. You've got all the characteristics of things in the making. A chicken charge. Uh, yes, ma'am. You are the chicken charge. And with that, we're leaving just for the moment. We're not gone, though. We're coming back. So stay tuned. We'll be back. Subscribe to The Chicken Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chicken Charge.